0: Well, welcome to another episode of I Love to Tell the Story, and this is a podcast all about praising God, and we want to let it be known how much we appreciate Him, and in Psalm 145, verse 4, it says, One generation shall praise your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. And that is the goal of this, we just want to let it be known how much God has done in our lives, and let it be known whether you're young or old, whoever you might be, we want you to share your story of how Jesus Christ has impacted your life. And I'm happy to have here with us today, Jerry Potter, member here of our church at Roseville Baptist Church, and he would love to share his story. How are you doing today, Jerry?
1: I'm doing pretty good.
0: Glad you you. could be here today and glad you're willing to share your story. So why don't you go ahead and just jump right into it and tell us about how Jesus brought you to a saving knowledge of him.
1: Well, um, when I was a small kid, my parents made sure that we went to church. They never took us. We always got picked up by somebody else, Hmm. which was fine. Um, I learned a lot. um, And uh, most of the people that were in the same church I was, I went to school with. And 12 years old, we all decided that we would get baptized. Hmm. Uh, We talked about it and had fun. And we're in study class, studying the Bible, studying about Jesus and what he does and how he honors and saves you if you commit to him. So Mm. that was one of the reasons why I went for it, Hmm. so to speak. But um, it was good. It was great. I did a lot for the church, Um, did a lot of choir work, a lot of singing. I was heavy into church. And then come graduation time, like 12th grade and everything, most people had left our class, gone to other classes. And so we just kind of drifted apart. Hmm which I did too when I started uh, working in 1972. Um, Worked for the railroad, of course, kind of like being in the service. You got all those other guys out there that are using all those words that Mm. your parents taught you not to use. And it was difficult. Mm. It was real difficult. Um, I struggled with it, but it, it suited me. It made me happy and it also made me sad because people were the way they were and you couldn't really you couldn't really change them you couldn't talk to them about it or anything because their lives were going the way they wanted them to and for them Jesus or God was not in their plan. Hmm. I said well he wasn't in my plan either but I accepted him. I am happier. I have I have a lot of worries, um lots of troubles. I Drifted away in about 1978. Um, for some reason, I don't know why, but I just succumbed to peer pressure.
0: Hmm.
1: And I got heavy into drugs. I got heavy into all the Sodom and Gomorrah stuff. hmm um, which was bad for me. It threw me into a bout of depression. Wow. Um, had three kids at the time, was married. My wife, um, I caught her with another gentleman, mm. which was a blow to me. It hurt more than you could know. And so yeah. at course. that point in time, with my depression and everything else, um, she walked into the bedroom where I was sitting with a loaded .30-06. She thought I was gonna kill myself. It was not for me. Wow. It was not for me. It was so that I could, I was in such a deep, dark spot that I wanted to get out of it and my only thinking of getting out of it was to eliminate my problem. Hmm. Well, that wasn't the way to do it. You know, She took it away from me. And I sat there for a while, and I thought, this is just not going to work. So I took a handful of pills, about 12, that should have done me in. Hmm. And I swallowed them, and I said, okay, Lord, I'm in your hands. If I see tomorrow, I see tomorrow. Hmm. I woke up in the morning. A new man changed. It just was unbelievable, the fact that I had taken enough pills that I would not have woken up in the morning. But I woke up anyway, because that was God working in my life. And he's worked so much in my life that I don't plan on anything. I don't uh, expect anything. If it happens, it's God's will. If we want to do something, it's like you can't afford to do it or you can't do it. It's like if it's at all possible, God will make it possible for us, and he will allow it to happen. Hmm. which he has done. Amen. Um, through my life, I did get away from my first marriage. Relocated down to Roseville, I saw her walk out of her cubicle. I heard this voice. That's the woman you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Hmm. Let me back up on the voice thing. I've heard his voice. God has talked to me through my life, Um in 1974, no, 1971, I had a friend come by that wanted to, had to go to LCC, which is Lane Community College in Oregon, and he needed a ride. So I gave him a ride, and all the time I was giving him a ride, this voice kept saying, you need to go check on David. You need to go check on David. David King was my friend. Hmm. He to go. I said, I'm busy doing this. You need to go check on him. Well, Come to find out the next day, um, they found him in his car with a hose from his exhaust pipe. Mm. He had committed suicide. Wow. This man was trying to get me to go over there and save him, and I was not listening to him. Right. That's the last time I did that. On my way to work from Eugene up to Oak Ridge, I was working for the railroad at the time. I come around a corner where they're called Hampton. There's a gas station up there, 45-mile-an-hour corner. Right as I went past that gas station, I heard the voice say, slow down. Hmm. What do you do when you hear that? You're just like, okay, I slowed down. Time I got up to the corner was a loaded chip truck coming around. He was in my lane. Wow. So there would have been no way that I could have survived that because there was no place for me to go. <laughs> so oh. since then, it's just like, I hear that voice, I listen to that voice, I obey that voice. Yeah, absolutely. Even though you're sitting there and you hear something and there's nobody else around, it's God talking to you. Yes. You just have to accept that and you have to respond to that. It's just not, you can't ignore it. Yeah. I've been sitting around a lot of times and I've heard, Jerry. there's nobody around. It's like, what? And then nothing. Huh. But I guess it's maybe just checking to see if I'm still listening. Right. But then, like I say, in 89, when we transferred to Roseville and I seen her walk out of the cubicle, the voice says, this is the woman you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Hmm. And she went and married some, she got married to another guy at that time. I tried to talk her out of it. I said, that's not really what you want to do. That's not where you want to go. It's not going to work out. Because I was told it wasn't going to work out. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it only lasted less than a year, actually. So um, we got together and have been together since. Hmm. I've never been so happy as I've been with her. Never. She keeps me in line. She keeps me in in God's will because we started, after we were together, we started going to church. Hmm. Some of the churches weren't the greatest, but at least it was God's word. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Um, and everything, you know, we were put our house up for sale so that we could hit the road, and we were doing it ourselves. And this gentleman come by, he was a realtor, and I just kind of like, you oh, we're going to do it ourselves. And he says, well, what if I only take like 1.5% commission? <laughs> the guy came back like three times
0: persistence
1: (laughs) yes he was and it's just like well okay so I let him take the house he did a good job we sold it within about a week Hmm. got more out of it than we paid for but it was just like he keeps coming why are you coming back well God kept sending him back Hmm. God wanted him in part of our in, in our lives to take care of something that we couldn't do which has always been what he has done for me if you patient you pray you meditate and you ask God God will give it to you yeah only in his time not your time even though you think oh it's taking you forever am I ever going to get this? yes you will get it you have to be patient
0: Hmm. yeah it's often been said that God is never early and he's never late he is always just on time
1: on his time right when he, may, he when he, he may feels seem late it, to
0: us, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: but when he feels that you need it, he'll give it to you. Right. At the time you need it, not before. Right. Which is either at that time or after. Because all of our stuff when we sold the house and, and went on the road for sixteen years, everything was more of God will take care of us. Mm. God he'll decide what we want to do, you know, where we wanna go. Any problems, you know, he takes care of it. We had a fifth wheel. I wanted a motorhome because it was easier. You know, I'm getting up in the age, you know. (laughs) It's hard to set up those fifth wheels when they're not automatic. So I wanted a motorhome, and it's just like I kept telling the wife. I said, it'll happen when it happens. I said, it'll happen in God's time. When God feels that we're ready for a motorhome, he'll give us a motorhome. Well, he gave us one in 2013. Hmm. So we were able to purchase one. But the previous years, it's just like, no way. But um, God works miracles, God works wonders, and God will make your life better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you just have to put forth an effort and let him know that you are at least trying. Yeah. Because if you're not going to try, he's just going to leave you out there in the lurch. He may throw you a few crumbs make you feel better, give you something to help lift you up but until you fully commit to him i don't know he's not going to commit to you
0: Hmm. why do you think god would do that to us i mean that that sounds so unloving to to just leave us out there but so why do you why do you think god would
1: more of a learning process he wants you to learn from what you're doing Mm. to sort of recognize instead of yeah he wants you to learn from he wants you to learn everything yeah, it's a learning phase. That's why we're here to learn, right? And that's why we're here to follow Him.
0: Yeah, as you were telling your story, I was thinking, kind of even going back to the beginning here. I, I think there is a great value in in that part where you said you first got you got saved in your your early teenager, twelve, twelve. Kind of of years old yeah, that. so you got saved you got baptized, let everybody know, hey, I'm a Christian, and then you had a group of friends that were around you. That really was kind of reminding me even of the story in scripture about how Daniel and yeah. Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, as they're more often known by their Babylonian names, but how they were they were this group of young men that were together and when Nebuchadnezzar said, "You got to bow down before the the golden idol," together they said no we're not going to because they had that coalition of righteousness in a sense yeah yeah and do you ever wonder if you had been able to stay closer to some of those friends and if you had all been together throughout those early adult years of maybe you had you might not have drifted so much
1: I think we'd still be together today at least be in close contact in yeah maybe, because it was it was a moving experience at the time mm-hmm. because we're like a group of like six people you know we're just kids we're running around we're having fun and we're in the same class together learning the same stuff right I think we would have right. some of us would have still been together
0: yeah and just and I think that's so powerful and I if you are a young person you're listening to this right now I just want to encourage you get some get some good godly friends around you and and make a, a pact together in a sense of, hey, we're going to together encourage each other To live for Jesus Christ and we are going to be there to help one another to make those good righteous decisions rather than going the easy route and just going along with the world and and getting involved in things that are not going to benefit uh, your lives and so I hope if you're listening to this right now and you're you're in that stage of life that you'll you'll heed this warning and and stay close to Christ stay close to others and and have that that coalition in a sense and even ecclesiastes it talks about how a threefold cord is not easily broken if you're all alone though woe unto you that if you are alone when you fall because you have no one to help you get back up and so praise god though that we always as christians had the holy spirit and you've talked about a lot how you've had that 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 voice that still small voice that the old testament talks about that would talk to you and let you know hey you're on the right path or no, hey warning 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 <laughs> Watch out.
1: Don't (laughs) go where. Where where are you going, man? Get over here. (laughs) Yeah, he just, you know, you get that feeling. If you're in tune with God and if you're totally um, God-like, then you can get the sense that what you're doing is not right. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, you just get this feeling over you like, Either a chill or a sweat or something, or just that feeling that, don't do that. Yeah. And then, you know, you realize that you don't do that.
0: Yeah, that conviction that the Holy Spirit brings into our
1: hearts to say, no, stop. Yeah. Going the wrong way. That's wrong. You can't do that. Yeah. That's wrong. So... um... Yeah. So
0: do you, do you have like a piece of advice that you would leave to other Christians and say, Hey, this is something that God has taught me. And I I would really like if every single other Christian, young, old, whoever it might be, and you can direct it at one age group if you want to, but just something that you can say, this is something God has taught me and I would like to help others in this sense.
1: Well, in a, in a sense, um, there are strength in numbers, and yeah. you cannot go it alone, even mm-hmm. though God is with you. You know, with, all, with God, all things are possible. But, and of course, Proverbs, lead not on your own understandings. Mm. Go mm-hmm. fully unto God, you know, yes. turn everything over to him. So if you can get a group of people, one or two people, doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter what age they are, as long as you can get a couple people together, form your group and keep that group tight in it and talk about your problems. Mm. You know, don't don't let anything don't hold anything back if you're having a problem, talk to them about it. So because be they may be able to help you if you're open enough.
0: Yeah, be real. Yeah. Let those walls come down.
1: Or don't be somebody you're not.
0: Yeah. You know, it's a that's a great that's a great thought. I'm even thinking of the verse in James chapter 5 where it says we're supposed to confess our faults to one another and then pray for one another. Yeah and so
1: and you can't do that if you're alone yes yes you can't do that by yourself you can with the holy spirit and god but it's not going to be the same as having an actual person or a right. body right next to you
0: right amen and that's, I think, one of the blessings and benefits for all of the problems that a local church can have. And so many people love to point out and say, well, there's this issue and that issue, and there's so much division or this and that. There, there are so many problems that happen. The bigger the group you get together, there are going to be issues because we're, we're all fallible, sinful people. We're human. <laughs> but I think that is one of the huge, huge blessings that people miss out on when they are not a part of a local church. Yeah. They, they miss out on having that camaraderie, that fellowship, that support.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if somebody's doing something wrong, it's like, go and talk to that person. Right. You know, if they're in your group, talk to them. If they're not in your group, somebody knows them, let that person talk to them.
0: We're not doing that out of a sense but of judgmentalism no, and no, a, I want to no. be holier than thou. It's, it's just I love more you. of
1: a, I love you and I want you to succeed. Yes. And I don't want to see you fail in the way you're going. You're going to fail.
0: Yeah. Because you've been there.
1: Yeah. You've seen it. I've done. You've gone through it. (laughs) I've done it. I've been divorced (laughs) twice. Yeah. I've gone through all of the drugs. I've gone through the alcohol bit. I've done things that I'm not proud of. Mm Hmm. God knows what I've done. Yeah. Most people know what I've done. Some people don't, but they're going to find out. Right. Um. I'll tell you another little story, too, that since my back injury and my surgeries in 2015, I was started taking OxyContin. Mm. I just got off it in July. Mm. So I've been on it for six years. Wow. You don't know how much that clouds your mind. Yeah. It's just... But I needed it for the pain, and it was not acceptable to me to be walking around in a cloud trying to talk to God all the time when I've got this fog you can't hear anything hmm. it, it's much more clear when your mind is clear your heart is pure and you're going in that direction where you want to go yeah if you actually turn yourself and open yourself up to God he will talk to you
0: hmm. That's such a great thing again, and if you are listening to this right now and you're thinking, yeah, you know, I'm struggling with addiction, whether it's painkillers, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs of any other sort. You know, we have people in this church that have gone through those things, and we want to be here to help you. So if you need to, please reach out to us. The church's phone number is 916 572 Call us, text us anytime, email us at info at rosalobaptistchurch.org. We want to be here to help you. God has victory for you. He wants to give you uh, victory over these things. He has all the power the Holy Spirit can help you overcome. I know it feels sometimes hopeless. I know it feels like you've tried and you have failed again and again and again. But let me encourage you, there is always hope in Jesus Christ. Always, amen. And again, that is the purpose of this podcast, is to let you know and to hear the stories of people that they have struggled, that they have gone through these things, and they are now telling you, I am here to walk with you. Jesus Christ, he walks with us every day, and Jesus wants to walk with you. But if you need a a person that you can call, a person that you can text, a person that you can talk to on the phone, somebody that you can sit across and get a cup of coffee and say, hey man, I'm struggling, I'm hurting right now, I'm about to give in again. That's what we're here for. That's what this church body wants to be here for. So don't be too proud to admit that you have a problem. And I guarantee you that God has a wonderful, purposeful life for you if you are willing to just take that step and say, yes, I need Help. And so, Brother Jerry, as we get kind of ready to wind down here, what's something that uh you love about this church here and what's something maybe you're excited about for the future? I've been asking everybody that question. Uh, what gives you hope for the future of Roseville Baptist Church?
1: Roseville Baptist Church is a friendly church. It's got a lot of nice, friendly people. We felt like family the first time we came here. Mm. And I try to make everybody else come that comes here feel the same way. You're welcome. Uh, we're, we're not ashamed of you. We're not better than you. We're the same as you, hmm. except we know God, hmm. and God makes our lives great. But um, the future for the church is going in a good direction. If get rid of this COVID nineteen, we can get back to the, <laughs> the back to the stuff we were doing with the Iwana and the meetings and the groups yeah. and everything, so that everybody's together and you make friendships you know you there's a lot of people that we haven't seen for a while now because we're all in lockdown mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. people are afraid to come out mm-hmm. which i can understand but don't be afraid mm-hmm. god's got this
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's not gonna let anything happen to you
0: right well good well, thanks again, Brother Jerry, for being here to share your story. And I want to encourage you once again, if you would like to share your story, if you see that, man, Jesus has been so awesome to me and he has brought me through so much. I prayed about something and God brought it to fruition. We would love to have you tell your story here on the I Love to Tell the Story podcast. So reach out to us one more time. The phone number for the church is 916 572 2322 please at any time whatever you might be struggling with or if you'd like to share your story reach out to us we want to introduce you or help you get to know jesus christ a little more and then you can be a part of the one generation praising your works to another and declaring god's mighty acts amen have a great day